0: Happy Valentine's, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're reviewing episode 11 of season 3, aptly entitled St. Valentine's Day. Love, valor, dreams crashing. All are on display at 30 Rock as our dearest characters, friends, really, we're friends, navigate the fickle waters of love, expectedly crashing into the Cliffs of Consequence. Someone called Dr. Spachemin! Liz and Dr. Baird and Jalisa are the obvious central players, but hark, a new law of interest emerges. Crippled by longing, Kenneth is rendered mute around a breathtaking and voice-taking new editor. Enter Tracy, who functions as his speaking mouth human, bringing his total number of mouths to three. Now, let me introduce you to the mouths of Blurg. I'm Nick. Julie. <laughs> Emma. And today we're hopping straight off of Kenneth's back and into this episode. Let's dive in. What is this horse bill? Cause I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week,
1: like a shock week. You sound so sexy when you say that. Say it again. There's gone back to Florida. These McFlurries are amazing. I know. The soft swirl of vanilla, and the hard crunch of candy and cookies. Do you think they fight each other? But no. Together, they are perfecto. Some would say that describes us. Who would say such a crazy thing? We are us. Let a McFlurry be what
0: it is. The world's greatest dessert.
1: Actually, the world's greatest dessert is served in a restaurant right here in New York called Plunder. It costs a
0: thousand dollars. Lucky for you, your boyfriend got reservations for Valentine's Day.
1: But I have to go to church.
0: On Valentine's Day? Is that a thing?
1: It is the feast of the martyrdom of St. Valentine. Please, Jack, don't tell me you're one of those convenient Catholics that only goes to church every Sunday. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Bye! I actually cut out a lot. I, like, went through... I basically wrote the entire episode in my intro. And I only did Kenneth's. Uh, Yeah, so, opening thoughts.
1: Of the John and Han episodes, this is my third favorite of the three episodes that he's really in. (laughs) still really good. The Kenneth story is a lot. Um, But... It makes me laugh, and it's one of the ones I go back to to watch all the scenes with John Hamm. What about you?
0: Interestingly, I don't often go back to this one, and I'm finding more and more as we're doing this podcast the ones that I don't particularly enjoy rewatching as much are some of my favorites because they're still so new and fresh. As I dive in, this one was a fucking blast, start to finish.
1: So you're saying you don't rewatch really this episode, but now that you did, you realize you like it.
0: You what? You Why can't you follow? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> this is the one that I would put on my list of most rewatchable, but because of that, it's still very fresh and new, and I enjoyed it. And perhaps now, I will.
1: So what you're saying is you forgot about this episode, and then you watched it, and you're like, wow, this episode's great.
0: I just, do I need a storyboard? I... This is not among the many that are my comfort watches that I go back to. There's probably like a top 10 list. It's still very funny. Enjoyed it. And now it's making me reconsider whether or not I want to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God.
1: Well, this is on my list of rewatchables. Oh my God. With what does Hammond that mean? Makes me happy. There, I mean, the whole scene with the the door opening and her... Being on the toilet, and then when she goes back for more stew and the daughter narks her out on it. It's just funny. They they're so funny. And the whole prayer part, I think it's hilarious. I love this episode.
0: Every single plot point is fun for me. They kind of blind lady when she's like, No, I think I'm I think I'm hot. <laughs> Tracy's like, You are. You are. <laughs> she's so disgusted by his chin. Work. There, there is none
1: well we'll find out in our research that they were in another movie they were in um, forgetting sarah marshall jack mcbrayer and this actress played a mormon couple that's on their right. honeymoon at the same time yes that's right. okay thank you i was wondering who she was you're welcome I'll, we'll do a little bit more deep dive when we actually get to it but i was like oh 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 <laughs> I do think John Hamm is wearing like a hairpiece, or something weird is going on with his hair, or maybe it's like a Mad Men cut that he
0: blows back or something, so it just looks weird. It's entirely possible that he doesn't have hair anymore, on the top I'm of
1: his head. I'm fine segment. with that. He's a specimen, okay? If he has bad hair. I have hats.
0: <laughs> you can bury your head in these thighs. I won't see it. Is that not where you were going?
1: No, like I'm <laughs> head on your shoulder kind of person, not head in your thighs.
0: All right. Well, now we know. Now so the
1: episode opens where we're in the lobby of their building and it, it's un, unclear how much time has passed since their
0: first date or their... First, like, criminal minds episode. <laughs> first dateline.
1: I know, but he was like, I mean, I would have liked this, Liz Lemon. And she's like, well, I made a mistake. You want to start over? And he's like, yeah. I, my next line would have been like, how about dinner tomorrow? Not like, see you in the hallway. <laughs> you got to grab that man while you can.
0: You got to climb him like a fucking tree. I agree. Bitch, I fucking rhymed. I, gotta, I was going to continue to rhyme, but gotta I didn't. You got to climb that bear like a tree? You got to try climb that man like a tree. Where's the rhyme? The thing I said before. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. You'll you'll hear it.
1: <laughs> Play back the tapes. I, I feel
0: like we're on different planets today, but... I'm on Planet Tammy. Tammy Brown. You're, I don't see it. y'all walking children in nature. I don't walk. <laughs> Correct. Or drive. Do I look like I drink water? Nope, just White gloss.
1: So this episode opens and we are in the lobby and Liz says good morning to Dr. Bear and he says good morning regular person Lemon.
0: Hilarious. I will say Only the density 50, of the not. jokes, they always say like there's 50 jokes per second or something. This is true in this episode. Insane. So he
1: I'm says, laughing. I hey, hear you. Go are you around just like eh, maybe we could have that date we talked about just go for it from a not hot person I would just be like whatever
0: but since he's hot you're like 100% (laughs) give it to me give it to me so he initially suggests Friday which she can't because of her stupid fucking show I love that just the complete and utter disdain for what she's spending most of her time doing relatable content I'd be like I can't make it to the show (laughs) But it's tougher because she knows if she's not there, chaos will ensue. Even more so. Chaos is the name of the game at 30 Rock. Yeah, but imagine if she wasn't there. Insanity. So she suggests Saturday instead, which is Valentine's Day. She doesn't realize that. And he's like, I guess that doesn't have to be weird. If he had said that to me and I had no knowledge of the fact that it was Valentine's Day, I would have been like, okay, bye. She stuck with it, though. Because why? He is hung. Hot. He's hot. <laughs> Very hot.
1: <laughs> so now we cut to Elisa and Jack eating McFlurries,
0: which I've never had. Have you guys ever had a McFlurry? Oh, yeah. They're not wrong. It is 100% the best dessert. Is it a better than a, it's different than a milkshake? Like, what is it? It's a blizzard. It's a blizzard. So I'm it's a milkshake with stuff in it. It's yeah, thicker than a milkshake. She <laughs> legitimately described everything that was inside. <laughs> Poetically the soft swirl of vanilla and the hard crunch of candies and cookies that's inside it's delicious i want it inside me well as thankfully well john emma Hammer.
1: is understanding and said it's thicker than a milkshake so now
0: that's because emma doesn't have someone questioning their viewpoints on this episode and they're watching i've
1: never had the joy of having a mcflurry i've had a frosty which is delicious even without any extra bits
0: yeah the <laughs> bits are important would you like john ham without his bits i wouldn't uh-huh. not as much
1: I mean, he could, I, you, I, you can get rid of the balls. i give a shit about that.
0: They are the uh, ears of the face. They're, the, they're the, <laughs> the nipples of the face. They're the ears of the genitals. Okay. They serve a very important purpose, but they're not great to look at. Parks and Rec. So
1: anyway, Jack says, you sound so sexy when you say that, say it again. And she says
0: passionately, your mother's going back to Oh my god. Can you think of a better pastime than sitting with your sweetie eating a McFlurry? Please sponsor us.
1: <laughs> well, I'm like
0: Justin Teller, but there's probably no real... There's no dairy in that. Can no. You, no, dairy. absolutely not. There's, there's fewer chemicals in my jewel than there are in that McFlurry. <laughs> so they talk about how amazing it is. But then, then Jack counters with the actual best dessert in the world, which is... Served at a restaurant in New York City called Plunder,
1: which isn't real, but there is now <laughs> a thousand. That was there wasn't a thousand dollar ice cream sundae originally, and then once it took off. So in two thousand seven, the Guinness Book of World Record listed a thousand dollar dessert at New York Serendipity Three restaurant as the world's most expensive expensive sundae. A year later, the same restaurant upped the ante considerably by rolling out a $25,000 version of its signature frozen hot chocolate called frozen hot Chocolat, which contains, among many other things, a blend of 28 cocos and a fifth of an ounce of edible 23 karat gold. It was served in a goblet stuffed with an 18 karat gold bracelet with one carat of diamonds for keeping, oh my- not for eating. <laughs> and to this day, it still exists, so the most expensive dessert is 25 large. Jesus. Fun fact over. <laughs> Luckily for you, you've got a boyfriend that got reservations for Valentine's
0: Day. Jalisa, I'm sorry. I just love the portmanteau. Their little couple name. What's her actual real name? Alisa. Alisa. <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck is she? Alisa is a little trepidatious and says that she can't go because she has to go to, to church and then questions his faith. Are you just one of those convenient Catholics that only go to church every Sunday? Typically, you'd imagine a convenient Catholic would go on maybe Easter, um, sometimes Christmas. Um, that's insane. Emma and I were raised Catholic and then were given the option to be confirmed, to which both of us were like, we're good. Thanks, I Appreciate the offer. <laughs> Seeing a bunch of stories about people who look just like me getting touched inappropriately. So, no gracias. <laughs> <laughs> I was a snack back then. I was prime bait. <laughs> I would have survived. I'm sure that's true. But. but a- I- we're moving on to the next portion of the show It's Kenneth and Judah Friedlander
1: So Frank runs into Kenneth in the hallway And he's like, Kenneth, hey, you know how the company makes an effort to hire the disabled? That's a great voice I wouldn't have this job if it weren't from my mouth on my back I'm sorry, that was Kenneth
0: He's like, yeah, I'm supposed to hire
1: I'm supposed to supervise some blind chick they hired to edit the reruns.
0: Ha, hilarious. A just blind chick classic. editing the reruns. Beautiful.
1: Classic. But the three dancers just found out they're all dating the same guy, so I'm going to go watch that.
0: Interesting, because he was recently involved in a love triangle between Yas Wilda, Demont, whatever her name is, Ezekiel, Jenna, and that other girl. He knows. Great content. What's about to happen. <laughs>
1: So if you see a blind chick, I don't know. uh, Give him one of your boring tours. (laughs) To which Kenneth says, yes,
0: sir. And then pretends the mouth on his back is also speaking. Yes, sir. And he was like, I'm just fun. And it's all sewed (laughs) up. Gross, but also whatever.
1: So we see a redheaded woman reaching for something high on the shelf. And it's actress Maria Thayer. I know her as the face of the licking, sucking girl Nick had um, a crush on in college in New Girl. Remember she comes back?
0: Yes. In the Halloween episode? Yeah. yes,
1: yeah. She's a terrible kisser and he can't handle it like oh an adult. She gets her feelings hurt. <laughs> and that's the episode where Jess is dressed up as Woody Allen for Halloween, which is really funny. <laughs> She's also in Superstore and AP Bio and she was on the Mindy Project as Jody's girlfriend when they went down to sell the surrogate eggs thing. she That's rides where in the car I know morning.
0: her. And also, well, I'm so glad first. I provide so many
1: answers for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I saw her. I was like, oh, I know her. Why? And I was like, well, Julia, tell me. <laughs> and then she also played Grace and Leo's daughter in the series finale of Will and Grace, but I was not watching by then. Mm-mm. So, she's been around a lot, and she's really funny in the subject
0: Oh, the she's game. also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She plays the... Um, the thief, the eagle, the snatcher, the vulture, um, future wife. She was also
1: engaged to David. Okay. <laughs> Stranger Things. The guy we all love from Stranger
0: Things. Yeah.
1: So, Kenneth, she was also, speak. I'm
0: just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> like,
1: I'll help you, miss. She says, Oh, thank you so much. And he's supposed to be pouring her coffee, but he just pours it on his feet and then awkwardly walks away with both the coffee and the cup while Tracy's watching. Like, Mm-mm.
0: Intrigue. He must get so bored. That poor thing. So Liz is now conferring with Jack in his office about the stupidity that she exhibited by asking Dr. Baird, the prettiest, hottest man alive, to a date on Valentine's Day. How is she going to recover from it? And Liz mentions that there is handsomeness involved, so it must be treated delicately. Flash is a picture, and then we get not a good God, Lemon, but very close. Oh, come on, Lemon. Amazing.
1: What is this? A green card thing? Closet case? Slump hub? Slump
0: buster? What is a Nobody. slump bust? Oh, I get it now. He's in a slump. Okay. And he's got to bust it out by busting in her. Bundy-esque serial killer. She's like, that was my first thought too, but no. The quick repartee. This was fucking hilarious. Yeah. The classic case not being like, no, he's not gay. To like, I don't, maybe, but no, I don't think so.
1: This also reminds you of when she sees, he shows her the picture of young Jack months later. And she's <laughs> she like, slaps the him.
0: lady will have two
1: tickets to the gun show. <laughs> wow, your eyes so much bluer. That is the scene I watched 5,000 times. She's like, can I keep this? He's like, "Uh, no.
0: (laughs) So Jack mentions that he will be in church on Valentine's Day because Elisa is deeply... (laughs) Sorry, I can't even say it. My mouth was burnt on fire with brimstone. Was deeply religious to which Liz replies, yeah, if I had those knockers, I'd be thanking God too. (laughs) Interestingly, um, Elisa Sama Hayek was not well endowed in the Chestal area growing up and did pray on a statue saint for her boobs to come in and then they grew. So this has a ring of truth to it. Her knockers came from God. Where did you get that? From an interview on the internet. <laughs> Google it. Google Samahayak boobs. You're not going to get what you want, but you won't be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Jack has offered some Sage advice and says, you know, I know you invited him for Valentine's Day, but we can fix it. Instead of going to a restaurant, it'll be nothing but people in love and rings hidden in pastries. Cook him a nice meal at home. And she's like, nice. You mean like a stew? He's like, I
0: certainly do not mean stew. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, then she ends up cooking stew. (laughs) That's like the worst way to propose to someone. Can you think of anything less romantic than removing a ring from your trachea at the <laughs> ER when you swallow it.
1: He tells her he's going to be in church and it sounds terrible.
0: And it's the first time he's set foot inside a church since he was 13 years old. This screams a foul play. Who did what to whom and are you okay?
1: He says all I want for Valentine's Day is to go to plunder and eat the lovers' delight and in true Liz Lemon and Julie Sunderman fashion we both say, that sounds filthy jack.
0: Just the name "plunder" just does feel like one of those like cisgendered straight white male like I need to conquer you sort of like sexual experience sort of situation, which is just gross at best, rapey at accurate.
1: Yes. Well, this white man then goes on to describe the dessert, which is blah 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 blah. Can you imagine anything better? And Liz says, "I don't know. You ever put a microwave a donut in the microwave?
0: Which does sound delicious. It is delicious. <laughs> I've yeah." Never it, done it. When we used to get those Krispy Kreme donuts from the like local grocer and it said put it in the microwave for 8 seconds I was like what difference is that going to make everything it makes everything different
1: how can you take something that's already magic and make it more magic
0: radiation
1: I've never done it I'm going to have to try it
0: oh god it's so good we did skip over a very funny line, which was when he's describing the ingredients. He's like, "Covered with shaved white, black, and clear truffles." <laughs> <V thought. laughs> Even the throwaways, hilarious.
1: I can't imagine truffle on ice cream.
0: No, I'm assuming they're not real truffles. They're like truffles. chocolate truffles. Yeah.
1: Why is everyone smarter than me? Although Nick didn't know what a slump buster was, so I feel okay.
0: Because I'm not a grotesquely sexual being as you are, Jewel. <laughs>
1: So listen, you go sit through a night of church and then you go to plunder. Elisa's worth it. Jack's like, you're right. She is worth it. And I can fake enthusiasm where I need to. Hey, that scarf is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I found it at a Dunkin'. Wait a
0: minute. (laughs) Donuts get a lot of play throughout this entire series. Obviously, she just talked about the benefits of warming up a donut in the microwave when Tracy was like, they put that thing you said in the newspaper. She was at a donut store. Later, she'll <laughs> steal a baby from someone who works at a donut store. Elisa was talking about the sad people who worked at her donut store. And Liz came in and was like, at what time do you throw out the old donuts? Donuts are a big deal for this bitch. The rainbows
1: that. and the horses and the, I can't the remember butterflies.
0: That episode's coming up. That's
1: a, that's a good one. So Tracy comes upon Kenneth who's daydreaming at his desk thinking about the blind lady. The phone's ringing, Tracy picks it up and says, "NBC blah blah blah, thank you." He <laughs> did great. He's like, "Ken, you need to snap out of it and ask that ask out that sexy Miss Magoo."
0: It was love at first sight. He saw it, Kenneth witnessed it, he was part of it. And Tracy knows because it was exactly the same when he met Angie and when dot com first laid eyes on Grizz's fiance fiancé. We'll learn that part later.
1: He's like, okay, there is something about Jennifer that just makes me all carsick inside. It's like in Bubble Jennifer.
0: Boy when um, Jake Gyllenhaal got an erection for the first time, didn't know what it was, and then beat it with a baseball bat. Euphemism. That was fun. Anyway, so Tracy's like, now's the time for gallantry. Um, Not quite what it... I mean, you don't make... You're supposed to be there in case of emergency, not causing the emergency. So he pours water on the floor. Um, sexy Miss Magoo goes flying and then Kenneth helps her up. Sweet. But he's so tongue-tied and he can't talk.
1: She's like, oh, it's you again. I can tell. So Tracy decides to make up a bumpkin voice and it up for him. Well, Cotton
0: Fiddles, I enjoy your smile. It does remind me a lot of his Thomas Jefferson voice a little bit. <laughs> and then his Benny Hill sort of Affecting All agents. white men on the scene. <laughs> and you're not wrong.
1: She says, "Oh my, I'm Jennifer Rogers.
0: She's like you may call
1: me Kenneth the Page because that is who I am. Would you like to go out with me
0: tomorrow night? Yes, indeedy, corn cobs. And she says yes because she trusts her instincts, which have never let her down except for looking at that <laughs> eclipse. <laughs> oh, her and Donald Trump.
1: It's There's a only- Valentine's deedly
0: do. Yikes. So So, Now we're headed over to Liz's apartment. There are fires burning in all the different places. They're going to do it all the different ways. (laughs) So they're at Liz's apartment
1: and instead of a dining room table, she has a coffee table. So she's sitting on the floor and he's sitting on the couch, (laughs) which is embarrassing. And he says, you know, that was really good stew. She's like, thank you. It was my own recipe where I choose cheddar cheese instead of water.
0: If you thought that was embarrassing, just wait till the next two minutes because it gets worse. So Liz... Starts telling, well, she first concedes that she was not aware that Valentine's Day was the date that she asked. And Dr. Baird, our future husband, also said, I get a sense that you don't have a great understanding of time because there's still a jack-o'-lantern in the hallway.
1: She's like, well, it's just gotten so small. And I just want to see if it disappears. I'm with her. Great, great point. Wait, <laughs> science.
0: science. More women in STEM. <laughs> And then he's like, "Uh, first date stuff. Where are you from? She I love into the affectation line. that she has, which is just like, well, that's actually an interesting story to that question. I was born on the border of Maryland and Pennsylvania. Her whole tit falls out. Whole tit.
1: And he being a gentleman says, okay, I feel like I should do the right thing here and tell you that your breast has fallen out of your blouse and I can see it. <laughs> she says, oh, okay, well, I guess we just jumped ahead to date four. Good call, Liz Lemon. And then she says to herself, uh, It's not even the good one either. Now, my left boob is a full cup size bigger than my right. So I understand what she's talking about. Nick, do you understand that?
0: Yeah. Typically, the breast, the left one that is above your heart, tends to be larger than the other one. Why do you know that homosexual? There's more blood flow. I'm very interested in the human form. (laughs) (laughs) Which is interesting because your left lung is smaller than your right. Because the heart.
1: I mean, I feel like you've told a lot of lies since the time <laughs> we met. I've
0: I'm told so a lot time. of truths. Two truths and a lie. Exactly, those two truths. I'm straight. There's the lie. So now we're in the church. This part is... Also, date four. At what date would you both typically flash your boobs for someone you're interested in? That That's first base.
1: No. <laughs> First base is over the clothes. Ah, <laughs> uh, not gay first base. Well, you wouldn't know. You haven't been out of the <laughs> dating world
0: forever. I but. used to play baseball. Yes, I am in a slump now, and I need to fuck Liz Lemon, but she's my slump buster. But usually, like home base is like having a real conversation. First base is anal. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I keep my bra on like I'm on a sitcom kind of girl. I got these wet bags of sand my whole life, so there's nothing to be proud of.
0: It's like that meme that's like, um, control your tits or something, and it's just like these squiggly breasts. No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that limo ride was weird. It felt like we just circled the block 50 times. That's how you get to Manhattan's fanciest restaurant. Ah, Monsieur Parcel. Votre table est prête. I didn't know it was a French restaurant. (laughs) Yes! I found it on my favorite website. StopShowingOff.com
1: It's busy tonight.
0: (laughs) It's the best darn Tootness restaurant in all of New York. This is the best night ever. Thank you, Kenneth. You're one in a million.
1: Man, can you believe we're working on Valentine's night? My fiance is going to be upset. Not to worry. I sent her flowers and a beautiful
0: color. You're the best.
1: So now we're at church. Whose ever idea it was to do this with him so fucking speaking funny. over the Lord's prayer. It is hilarious. Do you want to
0: do it? Do it. <laughs> I did. I mean, I did. I was first communioned. I've had some practice. Our Jonathan, who art in office, how would be my reservation if you are able Hold my table and <laughs> plunder as we will not be there by seven. Have them delay our heavenly dessert and forgive us our lateness as we forgive those who cause lateness against us. <laughs> Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
1: And very nice work. So then Elisa <laughs> is like squeezing him by the arm and yelling at him in Spanish. Now he's head back to Liz's apartment and they're on the couch getting cozy. And he says, "I've always wanted to know how universal remote works." And she's like, "Well, that's how it does."
0: This and is he's the about to sexiest care. that I've ever seen Liz Lemon earnestly engage with. Like, this is the sexiest moment she's ever it's had. John
1: him. although when she sits on her cousin's lap right before they almost make out,
0: the, the, head heart and the hair, out the head and the hair. Yeah, <laughs> yes. she does the same yeah. thing. She's like,
1: "Yeah." I'm telling you, I gotta write a sitcom so I can just make out with hot guys. <laughs> Or not make out with them. Have John, you know, Mercha Harkatey's husband sit there and not kiss you, and then John Ham not kiss you in this episode. So she says, "Well, excuse me for a 2nd I'm like, "What is wrong with her?" But turns out it's a lot of time.
0: It <laughs> doesn't cheese constipate you? I don't understand. Oh, I guess the stew. Yikes! Huge. That's like a fucking four loco. Well, for me, cheese has the opposite effect. So interesting. Thank you for sharing. So the alarm goes off in the kitchen and he's like, I think
1: your brownies are burning. You want me to what was his first off?
0: clue? It's full of smoke.
1: <laughs> he's a doctor, Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember later when he has, like, claws for claws. hands? <laughs> I don't. I can do it myself. Um, so she's like, yes, open. But whatever you do, don't open the kitchen window, which, of course, he does right at that moment. The draft makes the door fly open and boom. He sees her sitting on the toilet.
0: This sequence is one of the funniest things that has ever happened in television. Just the quick pacing of door flies open, she's there, pan to John Hamm, who's like, oh, too soon. And then back to her, she's skirting, gets the wall, pretending she's not there. So she he says, I know,
1: she said, I know, it's not a big deal. He's like, so we skip from date four to date 20. She's like, no, date ever. I would never let that happen.
0: I don't know if I've ever been on like 20 dates with even like 20 different people. Well, I have, but like just...
1: Yeah, I would. I never have been in the point of a relationship where I've pooped in front of people. That's for sure. I mean, I've definitely closed the door. Yep. I would never poop with the door open. Emma, you're married.
0: Yep. No pooping with the door open. Still too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Five years in October, still too soon.
1: (laughs) Five years married? Mm
0: hmm.
1: But together for how long? Nine years. Yeah, it's still no Pippen. <laughs> so Doctor Bear tries to make her feel better than he does, and he's like, "Liz, it's okay. I'm a doctor. I've seen much worse." She's like, "Really?" He's like, "I'm just kidding. That was pretty bad."
0: Funny. So then he gets a phone call from his ex-wife, with whom he has a daughter. Answers the phone, Mandy. Liz holds out some hope that it's Mandy, like Patinkin, <laughs> which would be cute. So his daughter bethany is coming up she's a disaster his wife also a disaster currently keying his car things are falling apart and dr baird says this you know i could leave but we could also lean into this have all the (laughs) shitty stuff happen and just see if we still like each other then they have a super cute rom-com moment where dr baird is like the express train is leaving the station she's like i'm on the train. train i'm on the train i'm on the train Bethany comes in. She's like, it's so nice to meet. To which, like, she says, Why does it smell in here? Cheese stick. Cheese stick. Be gross. What can you do?
1: Oh, so Bethany's played by Allison Trim. Her IMD yeah. credits include Saints Rest, Prom, and Redheads. So we'll never see her again.
0: Prom, <laughs> like the prom that you watched?
1: No. Yeah, no, it's not. It's starring Amy, Teargarden, Thomas McDonald, Devon Nixon, Danielle Mm -hmm. Campbell. It's from 2011. But thanks for scaring me. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. Bear tells Bethany to be nice. I'll be right back after he goes to Dr. Her mother and give him my purse. She's like, why don't you ever trust me? And he's like, because you keep setting things on fire. Fair. Back in church. And now, a prayer for the pregnant members of our congregation. <laughs> <laughs> Alvarez. Anna Alvarez. Annabelle Alvarez. Good Lord. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there forever. She says, fine. We just have to go to confession first. Benita Alvarez.
0: No, then they switch to Alva Rose <laughs> with an
1: O. <laughs> you are correct. So the young priest is played by Zach Worth, who will later be on Kimmy Schmidt and Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And
0: And then he will transition.
1: Revolution I've never heard of.
0: Then he'll transition to Hot Priest and be making out with Fleabag.
1: My God, the best show of all time. That is one hot ass priest. He's gay. (laughs) He's not available. The actor. Yes, I know. Thank you. Are you aware he played straight really well. <laughs> he tells the priest how it's going to go. We're going to sit here in silence and then I'm going to take my girlfriend to plunder where the Pope himself could not get a table. The Kind priest says, you sound troubled, my son. Can't it, Father? It was a nice try, though.
0: <laughs> so we're back to uh, Jennifer, the uh, red-headed blinds editor <laughs> who... Um, says they're going on the date with Kenneth slash Tracy. They're like that limo ride was weird. I felt like we just circled the block fifty times. Switch Tracy Kenneth, Treneth, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you get to Manhattan's fanciest restaurant. Then dot com is in his fucking element. He's written a whole treatment. He's done character backstory. He's done development on this whole role, and says, "Oh monsieur Poulcelle, votre table est prête." I can't see I didn't know this was a French
1: restaurant. Yes, I found it on my favorite website, StopShowingOff.com.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> They're making lots of noise. They're like, it's busy tonight. <laughs> it's the best darn tootinous restaurant in all of New York. This is the best night ever. Thank you, Kenneth. You're one in a million.
0: Meanwhile, .com is over there with his like, fully artist glasses well, Grizz is there.com. com. so sweet to Grizz's fiancé, fiancé, and sent flowers and a card. Devastating. I
1: know. Why didn't Grizz do those things? So now we're in the confessional, and the priest is pushing it. Don't you have faith? And uh, Jack's like, I have faith in things I can see and buy and deregulate. It's funny because it hurts. <laughs> Now, do you want an intellectual argument? Fine. But I should warn you, I went to Princeton. And the the priest says, well, I went to Harvard Divinity School. He's like, ha, you Crimson guys never miss a chance, do you? He was the one that name dropped (laughs) yeah. You want a confession? Let's get this done so I can go eat. I'm divorced. I take the Lord's name in vain often and with great relish. I hit my mother with a car, possibly by accident. I almost let him choke to death right there on the football field. This is
0: after some time. Like he's been there for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, the priest, the blood is drained out of his
1: face. He's exhausted. I looked the other way when my wig based parent company turned a bunch of children orange. I once claimed I am God during a deposition. Now, this that, is a callback yeah. to a movie, Malice where Alec Baldwin was the doctor and on the stand, he says, I am God. Oh, And then he finishes with, and I may have sodomized our former vice president while under the influence of some weapons-grade narcotics.
0: Which is interesting because in all of the flashbacks, it seems like Dick Cheney was sodomizing him. That's the details I notice.
1: <laughs> and he feels relief and he's like, oh, so feels good to say that out loud, actually. That was weighing on me. He's broken the priest.
0: The priest is gone. Well, soon he will. He's very close to the precipice. Because then he's asking, so what brought you here? Jack goes, like, full into his plunderous, manly testosterone zone. He's like, what brings anyone anywhere? Why do men build bridges? Why are there jets? (laughs) Why someone to have sex tonight? Have you ever made love to a woman, Father? To which he says, come on, man. (laughs) Imagine cradling your face into the curb of a velvety soft neck. Your hands cupping the warm heft of the greatest pair up. And then he leaves saying, I need backup. <laughs> Harvard did not, not prepare this. Prepare me for this. Yeah. Alisa is not pleased. Not pleased. She's angry. So we're back in the apartment and oh God, Liz Bethany. is conferring with Bethany. <laughs> this is real. This happens. For Lisa's when I was growing up. Liz did says, it? I like, I like your bracelet. She's like, girls in my school, get them for doing different things on the bus. Blue is for showing your boobs which is date four, apparently. Purple's for doing stuff over your clothes, which is first base, apparently. Black is for doing stuff.
1: She's wearing many bracelets. Yeah. (laughs) You used to get a
0: different flavor of icy depending on what sexual act you did with someone at a party. Like After you had sex with them, you would get a different flavor of icy. Gross. Yeah, it was rough.
1: So he's like, whoa. He picks up the wine bottle. He's like, Liz, did you kill the whole bottle? She's like, what?
0: No, what? And then Bethany, so, who obviously drank most of it, is like, "I'll oh, fuck you up, bitch."
1: So now he gets another phone call from Gloria. He's like, "Why are you crying?" Was like, Why, Why are you crying? Yeah, that's my aunt. She's not gonna like you.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> is quite the fucking date, yeah. Because guess where we're going now? The fucking hospital. His mom has taken a turn, or is it his mom? We'll dun, find dun, out. Dun. And then Liz is fully ready to bail. And she's like, I am so <laughs> sorry. And he's like, look, I know we said we would take this in Fast Notion. And she's like, no, 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 I know. I know. We we good, brah. And he's like, I'm really glad we did. Because I don't think. <laughs> like, ah! Yikes. Trapped.
1: And then Bethany finishes the glass of wine. She's like, what? Liz
0: knew? Bitch. <laughs> Back to our somehow most successful pairing. Tracy, Kenneth, and Jennifer are now listening to the lovely... Beautiful musings of Jenna. Brief appearance. You must be so happy. And Tina Fey's husband. Oh, nice. Jeff Richmond again. And Tracy's like, we got entertainment tonight. The best singer in the world, Michael McDonald.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Jessica, Jessica Jennifer says, wow, he does not sound good live.
0: She's still having a better time than Jack and Elisa because she is pissed. You tortured that poor priest. And let me ask you something. Do you even believe in the teaching of the Catholic Church? No. All they taught me in Little Nas X is to be ashamed and to just shut up.
1: She's like, but I saw your photo with the Pope. He's like, that's just good business. I have photos with lots of people. Dalai Lama, Rabbi Yosef, Toby Keith. You have no faith, only business. You know what your problem is, Jack? Intellectualize everything with your big head. He says, Well, you have big boobs. Great they comeback. Never touch again. And she grabs him herself. This conversation's taking an unfortunate turn. Maybe this is God trying to tell me that we do not belong together. And then the text-
0: people who look for signs and everything. <sighs> exhausting.
1: Like you sitting in the dark. My
0: intellectual- power went out. <laughs> I'm very hot.
1: So the te- the driver texts that he's just pulled up, and Jack's like, "That's a sign. God wants us to leave here, get a good meal, and go to town on each other."
0: They haven't had sex at this point, right? No. I don't have that. Yeah. She's
1: like, "How dare you say something like that so close to the statue of Santa Maria, the patron saint of <laughs> the <judgmental> statues." <laughs> the truth is, Santa Lucia is the patron saint of the blind, which is tied into Jennifer. <sighs> wow, the layers on this show. I- I peel back, peel back one. There's more. Go to your restaurant. Eat your gold ice cream. He says, Please come with me. No, you blew it, Jack, and you will never see the crazy underwears I have on.
0: If this was a more daring show, she would have said, No, you blew it, Jack, and now I'll never blow you. I like that one. (laughs) First of all, first of all,
1: Elisa, what kind of God would let that happen?
0: So we're at the hospital now with um, Drew. I don't know why we've been calling him Dr. Baird this entire episode. Did we I forget like his it. name? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew is introducing Liz to his mom and well, mentioning... Floor, yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Go go for it.
1: You know this. Well, because he says, this is Liz. This is our first date. She's like, on Valentine's Day? Funny story. He saw me on the toilet, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're back at plunder Jack's eating the dessert alone But he can't And then the waiter comes <laughs> up and says I'm sorry is this like a sixth sensing. Should I bring a place setting for your friend <laughs> <laughs> So that guy is From the Carbonara effect Which I've never seen He is Joe Carbonara, Whatever that guy's name is
0: hmm. never heard I of thought
1: it. maybe you cool kids had seen it
0: no. no we're not that cool If that hasn't become abundantly clear to you by now <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back at the hospital, and the mom, who is that? It's like that's my friend Liz. Hello, Mrs. Baird. She's like, it's too soon, Andrew. So is like, I know. We tried to so take it slow. She's like, life. I have more that I want to do. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, you. are you, <laughs> me. <made. Still made.
0: laughs>
1: so Drew's gonna go grab his chart, and I'll be right back. And the the mom says to Liz, Mandy, you look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm not Mandy, I'm Liz. Mandy, you have to tell Drew something for me. The woman he thinks is his sister is really his mother. I'm his grandmother. Yikes. You have to tell him or I won't go into heaven. Uh! She dies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So fast.
1: (laughs) So the lady playing his sister Gloria, Layla Robbins, is... Twelve years older than Johnny, so I guess it's possible.
0: Yeah. Wow. We'll say she we'll was say also it's in. Uh, she was also amazing in the boys.
1: I don't remember her in the boys, and I watched the first season.
0: Grace Mallory. Mallory. All right. More clues. That's all. Mallory. Who was she? She was the one whose um, family was murdered by Lamplighter.
1: Okay. Nope, I don't remember. Okay, that's on me. So we're back at the studio. Jennifer is super pleased. Thank you for a truly unbelievable evening. It doesn't have to end here, y'allies. Oh my god, can you imagine if they went to bed together? Gross. So Kenneth is like, wait, this isn't right. She's like, Kenneth, why do you suddenly sound white? <laughs> I lied to you, Jennifer. I was too scared to talk to you, so my sophisticated friend Tracy said the things I couldn't. I'm very, very sorry. She's into it, though. Well, if you could have talked to me, what would you have said? That you're the sweetest, prettiest, blindest girl I've ever met. <laughs> and when I'm with you, my heart jumps like a frog on July asphalt right before it dies. And she says, you're so beautiful on the inside, Kenneth Parcell. Can I feel your face? He says, yes, proudly. She starts touching his face. She feels okay. Then she gets the chin. <laughs> Starts grasping and gripping and pulling too hard. Oh, no. And then she says, oh, would you look at the time? And she (laughs) taps her arm where there is no watch. And she is blind. (laughs) She's like, I forgot I have a thing. And then Tracy says the best line of the episode. That is cold, blind lady. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, you are not so attractive yourself. And she says, no, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm hot. Yes, you are. Thank you. I tried. So Elisa is back at church and she's passing the collection plate and something comes to her and she picks it up. She's super excited. And then Liz is outside of the hospital room. It's well, don't know that yet.
0: Okay, sorry.
1: Spoiler. Fuck Spoiler. <laughs> off. So Liz is outside of the hospital room. She's like, I'm so sorry. And the very handsome Dr. Baird is like, listen, thank you so much for being so great during all this. She's like, yeah, let's do it again sometime. <laughs> Except have it not be anything like this at all. He's like, uh-huh. Yeah, good night. Good night. Now, they're going back to the same building, so I don't know what the problem is. But she leans in to kiss him, and he's like, uh, Liz, you you know my mom did just die.
0: <laughs> Which Liz says.
1: Funny oops. story. Hear me out. So now Jack is ordering a McFlurry at McDonald's, and Elisa shows up. Um. <laughs> since I have a coupon. You know where I found it? In the collection plate. It was a sign. I followed it and it brought us back together. Now do you believe? He's like, I believe. (laughs) Now, someone had, they both of us had to go in the next day and do the audio because now it's awful. (laughs) ADR. You know, you can tell they're not really there. It's like weird. Mm -hmm. It takes me out of the scene, you guys. The magic. The fourth wall, (laughs) it's broken. So, He says, I believe that we were reunited by the most successful capitalistic enterprise of the last hundred years, despite the McLean McLean Deluxe or the McEmu. (laughs) I did used to enjoy the McRib. Same. I don't know what it was, but it was just compressed meat shaped like a riblet. And I liked it. (laughs) So she's like, whatever. Someone's trying to tell us that we belong together. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's Ray Kroc, the guy who made McDonald's hugely famous. Maybe it's the hamburglar. Happy Valentine's Day, Kadita. Happy Valentine's Day, Mia Moore. Saint
0: Valentine's (laughs) Day.
1: Sorry. We look outside. Dr. Beard and Liz are walking together under an umbrella, sidearm, and he gives her a little kiss. And Jack says, Boy, I hope that guy's not planning to kill her and eat her. (laughs) (laughs) Call back to when he called her for bundy esque earlier. She says, Jack, you're such a romantic. So my other facts that I looked up, it's Michael Carbonara is the name of the guy who's on the Carbonara effect, which I'm guessing cool people know. <laughs> uh, and Jack pays for the two McFlurries at the end with a $100 bill. I don't know why that's important, okay. but it's one of <laughs> the several episodes that includes blatant product placement. I guess I never thought about it at the time that they really were trying to sell McFlurries and they were ordered to put that vertical integration into the actual episode. Life, imitating yeah. art, imitating life. So overall, super funny episode. Yeah. Emma and Nick are both in the dark now. So I think it's time to rate the (laughs) episode. Let's go to the chat. I really hope Emma and Nick give it some thought this time. (laughs) Kind of disappointing at their lack of effort. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready. I think I'm ready. Same. Then. Oh, wow. Wow. Really close. Emma, just a little high with 97. Nick really close with 95, and Julie with the perfect score of 95. <laughs> Which I think is the second time today that we have got nearly identical scores, except mine won. It's really. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why mine are like just different in that one little way that makes them better. But, well, no, overall, no, I, uh... fun episode. John Ham is a winner. Selma Hayek is a winner. It was a really good episode. I'm glad we watched it. It was really funny. Shackful. No
0: Dr. Spaceman.
1: Shut but up, little inogen- Jenna. I know.
0: <laughs> Fuck y'all. It's a dream come true. So, Larry King is one of my least favorite episodes. That is my memory as well. So, I'm excited <laughs> to see what happens.
1: Just like Source Awards.
0: Yeah, yeah. Could could anything
1: get lower scores than the Source Awards? That is a good question. And we'll find out next week. We hope. you'll <laughs> As we yeah, look forward Please listen in We <laughs> Retreat to move forward Of listening it. to an episode Neither one of us Want to watch Yay! Hey But you might be Pleasantly surprised As we learn in this episode You don't really know Which episodes are <laughs> rewatchable well anyway So It might not to be fantastic
0: Fair That's check us out fair. On
1: Instagram Blurg If you'd like to hear our Other topics We have our, another podcast Called Takes All Over the Place And you can find us At Takes Pod on Instagram or takespod.com if you want to see some really inventive Excel sp- or, um, slideshows that I've created about nothing. <laughs> so we hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Emma and Nick, who are suddenly <laughs> Bye, Norts. Berg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter, with the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter, and Frank, <laughs> Frank. the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> love you, Frank. <laughs>